Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio, the podcast for real financial advisors all over the world. Fascinating article in the Wall Street Journal about the link between bank balances and happiness. People are happier. The more cash people have, the higher their bank balance, the happier they are. Not necessarily net worth or investment performance, but cash in the bank. What's interesting about that in terms of its implications for the work that we do is, well, a couple of things. Number one, obviously it doesn't make sense from a spreadsheet perspective to have a bunch of cash in the bank. And we just as sort of these walking calculators that we often become when we're dealing with other people's money, these walking calculators, we're just like, that's not rational, time to do something different. And instead we need to occasionally pause and say, wait a second, what works on the spreadsheet is only half, if even that, of the story. And realize that we need to understand it's not, it's not at all about the spreadsheet. It's about people's lives. And I think that brings me to the bigger point I wanted to use with this as sort of a jumping off. Like, go read the study. It's amazing. I think it'll be really informative and interesting for you to read. But remember that real financial planning is not about your values. Real financial planning is not about your calculator or your spreadsheet. Real financial planning is about your clients' values, calculators, and spreadsheets. So we all come to this planning with this set of biases. Now, they may be personal biases. Like maybe it could be something like, how are you supposed to fund a kid's education? You know, are you supposed to save as much as you can so they can go to the, the best school they can get into? Or are they supposed to earn the money themselves? Now, you may have a personal experience with that, and therefore that may be your bias, but it may also be an economic sort of theory bias where we have clearly having cash in the bank is not a good idea. You should be invested in equities. Either one of those, we need to fit the client's desires into that framework. And that's not quite quite the right way to say it. I'm not saying we fit the client's desires into that framework. I think we use that framework. Maybe we'd say it this way. We use those lenses. What will work best in the calculator and the spreadsheet becomes just a lens, just a lens, just a framework to view the client's desires and goals through. It, it's okay if they want to pay off the mortgage. That's another great example, right? They have a 3.5% 30-year loan. Well, gosh, I can build a million spreadsheets that will show you it's a bad idea to throw excess capital at that loan to make extra payments and pay down that mortgage. I can build it. You know, it's not hard for us to build a spreadsheet that shows that. And yet, I've never run into a client that was sad they paid off their debt. In fact, I've been to mortgage burning parties, right? People that have had invited friends over once their mortgage is paid off and had a bonfire and threw the mortgage note on the bonfire. I've never been to an optimized portfolio party. You know what I mean? So, so again, and I'm not saying that that could be true for one client. And then I have other, I've had personal experience with other clients that are like, it would kill me to pay off a 3.5% mortgage because I know the opportunity cost and that's more valuable to me. Guess what? They're both right. right? As long as they're educated about the decisions they're making, they're both right. And one, it's not our job to decide what values get placed higher on the list of values, on this sort of emotional balance sheet. And so I think that was just really a good reminder for me that, yeah, of course, we need to educate people. Do you understand that having that cash balance 
costs you, quote unquote, this. And I understand that that cost is something that you're willing to give up in exchange as a trade-off for this benefit. Is that a trade-off you're willing and want to make? Yes. Okay. I'm your man. Let me help you pull that off. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the approach. As long as they're educated and understand the trade-offs they're making, it's not our decision to decide which one's the right or wrong. And, and to be honest, there is no sort of morally right or wrong. It's what do they want, right? It's about their preferences and their opportunity sets. So let's remember that. It's not about your plan, your biases, your beliefs. It's about the client's plan, the client's biases, the client's belief. And we need to be viewing all of the decisions we're helping them make through that set of lenses. Now, of course, I just want to mention one more thing. There could be times where clients are indifferent. I don't know, man. You're, you're the expert. Help me make that decision. Well, then I'm okay having a very strong opinion about that. Look, if it were up to me, this is what you would do. No problemo. So let's keep that in mind because the work we do is too important. Too important. And we want to make sure one of the number one reasons clients leave advisors, one of the number one reasons clients of estate attorneys don't implement their estate plans. The, the, actually, not one of the number one reason that was cited was the plan didn't reflect my values. Right? So it could be a perfectly rational plan, but it didn't reflect their values. With that, that wraps up another episode of Behavior Gap Radio and look forward to hearing from you and you can look forward to hearing from me soon.